0: (laughs) Welcome. Oh my god. Nathan. Got a hairball. (laughs) Welcome to Think Outside the Box set. It's the internet's only uh, hot take machine. (laughs) I almost said outrage, which I do I do say sometimes. Um, Do you want to call (laughs) (laughs) Mulligan? Maybe we should start over. This is awful. This This is 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 not this is not welcoming (laughs) for anyone who might be joining for the first time. This is our Full length Lil Nas X season. Yeah. We, what we do on this show is we take an artist who may be misunderstood, un, underrepresented, or fuck. Nathan! Oh, this is our old one. so
1: forgetting
0: bad. I should not have <laughs> drunk so much cider. Uh, misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed That's it. are the artists. Yes. And uh, yeah, we just finished talking about Jingler Beemble Bomb yeah <laughs> oh. check, it, check out that last episode for the reveal of who we were talking who about it really was time. yeah yeah with the initials jb um and now we're gonna talk about we're gonna spend an entire season talking about lil nas x and all of his studio albums
2: yeah and who name checks jingler bingle bombs um i think it may be in this first song or pretty soon i don't yeah. know No industry baby maybe yeah uh we talked about just doing it as a palate cleanser and i was like i feel like i want to like do a called shot babe ruth called shot and just like i feel like this is an artist worth following it would be fun to actually follow an artist Mm -hmm. in real time the question is what season is this is it season 20 oh and does that mean that when we move on we're gonna go on to 21 we could just call it season 30 and they just catch up to it eventually. Oh. Would that mess up with the fire oh. fire? Wait, how side? much of a call <laughs> shot is it? <laughs> I'm gonna leave
0: that up to you. I trust yeah. your
2: judgment. Alright, I'll figure it out.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so the the obvious joke here is is up to this moment, as of this recording, uh, in October 2020, uh one, uh, <laughs> uh little I'm still writing twenty ten on all my checks. Um Lil Nas X has one album, Montero. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about tonight.
2: So, normal when we're talking about you know misunderstood or dismissed, mm-hmm. um, you know, often we take artists mm-hmm. and we we want to compare the public discourse mm-hmm. or lack of discourse yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. about the artist with the actual content. Yes, specifically, I mean, it's all content. Everything's content. This content. is content right this, now. We're making content. We're, yeah. con-
0: we're the, we are the dreamers of dreams. We are the
2: content makers. <laughs> um, so, I would say that the content we focus on, mm-hmm. and I think you would say this too, is the studio album. Yes. We talk about the discourse, the public discourse, mm-hmm. but we're like, I, you know, the the platonic ideal of an album, a studio album. Right. You know, it's like this should be. This is the thing that's the most rehearsed, mm-hmm. the most gussied up, the most prepared. The most coherent. The most coherent. Theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know? not a live performance, which lends itself to different sorts of pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Like a studio album is a, a an artist or an artist's team or an industry's um, statement. They're like, this is mm-hmm. the thing that we stood... That, that that we spent time on, right? Yeah, this is the test that we took with no time limit.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a an interesting way to evaluate an artist. What are you able to do mm-hmm. with all the resources? Yeah, um, with it's all especially
0: the time. interesting, I think, in Lil Nas X's case because he had his first big breakout, and I think still up to this date, his most successful song was just a single. It was not even a single, it was a remix of his single right. adding Billy Ray Cyrus, which is to say Old Town Road remix featuring Billy Ray Cyrus.
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which blew up,
2: uh, two years ago now, 2019 feels longer, but yeah, I think, I think so. Cause he talks about, I think str- in this album, like struggling in 2018, like before he blew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it's most played th- thing on Spotify's Industry Baby.
0: No, it's Montero.
2: I'm looking. They're not
0: it. listed in order. Oh really? Look at the numbers. Oh
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, click on See More. I wonder if See uh, More. Uh, Old Town Road is still higher. Look at that. Wow, interesting. One billion two hundred and thirty nine million. Christ. listens. Yeah. Yeah. Did you
2: check out that song at the time? Uh, not at the. Well, I guess
0: a few months after it was like. Right the most popular, the most talked about or most relevant, because I can never be relevant about anything. I always (laughs) have to come to things later. Um, Yeah, I it's fine. I wasn't that into it. Sure, whatever. Yeah, it's like
2: Again it was one of those things where it's the the discourse about it was the thing. The
0: ripples that it cast were more interesting than the stone cast into the pond itself. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I mean I think the th- I don't know this. Like specific. how he was barred from country radio because because he's black. No, because he's
2: doing rap. Right. You as know. if country artists don't haven't ever do been rap. constantly doing hip hop and hip hop adjacent things <laughs> mm-hmm. for, for decades, decades. literal music. decade, yeah. plural decades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. At, almost as if the concept of country music is um, an arbitrary uh, distinction from blues Mm -hmm. music Mm -hmm. (laughs) no that doesn't sound right that doesn't (laughs) sound like white people would do no i mean but that's the thing is like maybe some people were talking about this kind of thing Mm -hmm. before old town road Mm -hmm. but i don't think that many people were talking about it you know like well there was a pretty popular country star charlie pride back in
0: the 70s who was black and i remember like coming across a couple of his records at Goodwill, which is to say, finding them. Um, not that other kind of coming across them. Um, and being like, hang on. There was a popular black country artist in the 1970s? And I was surprised. And it's true.
2: He was fairly popular, from what I understand.
0: Not like the biggest, right. but, you know,
2: he was there. He had some. But whatever influence that had didn't didn't seem to, as, as far as I can tell, permanently affect the zeitgeist of like what country music means. I think, you know, this is something
0: I think about a lot. Okay. I think we lost a lot in the 80s. The like yeah. <laughs> backlash, suburbanism, Reaganism bullshit, like Reagan, one of the great demons of American history. Um, I think in some ways, we are still catching up to some of the stuff that was happening in the 70s. Like, men were wearing makeup and long hair and jewelry, and high heels. And that was, like, not only accepted, that was cool, it was masculine. David Bowie wore a dress on the cover of The Man Who Sold the World. He was open about his bisexuality. He was uh, basically openly fucking Mick Jagger. Yes. (laughs) 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 Might as well have been doing it on stage. Um, Yeah, there and of course, like, something like Rocky Horror Picture Show is still, like, chaotic and... Uh, subversive and shocking, even today, Yes. Um, even to our own sensibilities. And, you know, like, things like swinging and key parties were, like, pretty mainstream. Yeah. (laughs) There was, like, a lot of stuff going on that just, like, cracked the 60s wide open and just, like, blew up a ton of shit and people were doing... They were just, like, being so open and liberated in ways that I I think we're still, like, getting back to. Which,
2: I guess touches on the other intersection of Lil Nas X's identity politics. Yes. Which is, what a great transition, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> which is that at the time of when Old Town Road blew up, he was, Lil Nas X wasn't out. Mm-hmm. And he came out publicly, as far as I know, after it came out, um, I think I he, think that's true. Yeah, I think there's like a like I think it was just like a, a tweet or something.
0: Isn't he just like law? I'm gay. <laughs> He's like he like kind of downplays it, right?
2: Yeah. What did <laughs> what, what did he say? Okay, I think I think it's here. Um, on on June 30th, 2019, mm. the last day of Pride Month, Ah, Lil Nas X came out publicly as gay, tweeting, "Some of y'all already know. Some of y'all don't care." Some of y'all not gone. Uh, FWF. Fuck F-W-F- with me. Oh, okay. No more. Okay, you're yeah. not going to fuck with me no more. Um, yeah. But before this month ends, I I want y'all to listen closely to closure. Um, the tweet confirmed earlier suspicions when he first indicated this in track closure. Oh, I didn't. Closure spoke know that seven. One. Uh, Erling Stone noted the song touches on themes such as coming clean growing up and embracing oneself next day he tweeted again this time highlighting the rainbow colored building in the cover art of his EP7 with the caption reading deadass thought I might uh, thought I made it obvious
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because he, yeah. he like very obliquely comes out and he's like hey by the way you should take a quick you know like a, an in-depth look at this song I did and then later he's like so yeah, everyone's like so thick and dumb that yeah. they didn't get it.
2: Yeah. And there was like in that original tweet, there's like a rainbow emojis and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. I true. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah. I don't know. The, 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 forces of,
0: uh, compulsory heterosexuality are so strong yeah. that you really have to overcome
2: them. Okay. He- here's something that I, I don't, I'm, I thought that compulsory heterosexuality mm-hmm. as a theory Mm-hmm literally just was what it sounds like. Mm. But apparently Mm -hmm. it's like a term that's specifically uh, like about being a lesbian. Is (laughs) it? Oh, I am misuse it. I apologize. uh, Well, I've been misusing it too because it was such a powerful idea as just outside of the context of maybe... I guess what I was talking about was more heteronormativity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um... uh, let me see. Uh, compulsory heterosexuality. This is the
0: section of the show where we like to look up things yeah. live on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're
2: tuning in for the first time,
0: we do this a lot, <laughs> and then we read Wikipedia to you, listener. Um, with
2: our, we we have a lot of value add to it, though. So uh often shortened to compat is the yes. theory that heterosexuality is assumed and enforced, enforced upon women ah. by a patriarchal and heteronormative s- society the term was popularized by Adrienne Rich in her 19 essay I didn't know 1980 she... essay I've read a lot of her poetry Oh really? Yeah, she's oh. really she's a really good poet I like her. Uh it was called compulsory Heter- uh, heterosexuality and lesbian existence uh, according to Rich's theory, women in every culture are believed to have an innate preference for relationships with men, and this leads women to devalue and minimize the importance of their relationships with other women. She she suggests that women are socially socialized to identify with males and to cast their social, political, and intellectual allegiances with them and are discouraged from identifying with other females.
0: Huh. I wonder if it's something like intersectionality which is to say it started as a term that was very specific where kimberly crenshaw meant it like was talking about specifically being black and a woman as the two Um, intersections and then people found it so useful that they were like right more generalized to say like oh yeah intersectionality that's such a good point and it also can be intersectional in these ways too like what if it's a black gay woman too right you know for instance. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Perfect. so I don't I don't know what, what it's like if it's <laughs> appropriate to just use that in it's like the way that it's obviously useful to like describe, yeah. you know, like my experience. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cuz um, but or or not. So I don't know. But I that's mm-hmm. an interesting little I didn't even know that about intersectionality as a term. It's just yeah. a word. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, anyway Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X is gay. gay and this album it's about him being gay it's super gay that's what the album yeah. is about
0: and it most famous like the the most probably famous thing about this album is the like weird controvert I mean weird in the sense that like it's kind of amazing that it was controversial in the year of our lord 2020 uh but I mean, he also just like kind of courted the controversy, I think, a little bit in Absolutely. his music video for Montero, call me and it by was, your name. It was this year. It was this year. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're right. It was you're like right. you're this right. okay. winter. Yeah. Oh man. Like January. It's the year's February. almost over. Yeah. I, I forgot <laughs> about that. In, in my mind, I'm still like, yeah, it's kind of like just like beginning. Year. Right? <laughs> yeah, but he he does things like he gives Satan a lap dance in the music video, yeah. and everyone is like but expressing it in words somehow yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh yeah so that
2: everyone was just waluigi (laughs) waluigi all over the place
0: (laughs) yes wallowing luigi um yeah so that's that's maybe the most uh famous thing about this album and i think there's like i don't know some people were like yeah he's he's doing it specifically to stir up controversy and i think maybe there is some part of that dimension to it uh as like I think some people were like, oh, it's just like cynically he's, you know, trying to make make it trending or whatever. And I think there's maybe like some aspect to that. But it's also like, I don't know, it's provocative to be openly gay, even today. And uh, especially if if it's sexualized. Yep. Because, I mean, pop culture loves its de-sexed. Gays, (laughs) Gays, <laughs> yeah, may, the mayor pizza of the world, the mayor pizza of the world, <laughs> the the quirky gay sassy best friends of the world, yes, yeah. yeah, so, um,
2: yeah, I think uh, it was Lil Nas X was specifically subverting the respectability politics that's that that's have thing, that have yeah. come with assimilationists, uh, assimilationists, Assimilationist yeah, like, gay folks, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The the Wells Fargo-sponsored Pride Parade. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I will say that, like, you know, I've been sheltered from a lot of queer content just in my life, especially explicitly queer stuff. And, like, you know, I haven't sought out, you know, uh, ballroom or drag uh, mm. stuff or culture before. Um, it hasn't, like, specifically, like, spoken to me um, Mm -hmm. in the way that other aspects of queer culture have. Um, But, um, so like I would say that in some ways even as a, like a queer non-cis person, like I uh, I feel like I still have a a fairly typical exposure level Mm -hmm. to um, explicit gayness. Mm -hmm. um, In the public eye. Public explicit gayness. Right, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna break down specifically what I mean (laughs) by that, (laughs) but use your imagination. Uh, But uh, there is something different when you're watching sexualized Mm -hmm. like queer stuff publicly and you know that other people are watching. Right. And like when you watch the music video for Industry Baby Mm -hmm. and there are um, beautiful uh, naked Men mm-hmm. uh, dancing, and they're doing choreography that is sexual, obviously sexualized, and is also choreography that normally is, I would say, to my layman's perspective, like it's normally like fem- female sexuality choreo- choreography,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is I- the only acceptable <laughs> and portrayable. Uh,
2: <laughs> Uh,
0: example that
2: is allowed to appear in music videos well I would I would argue that there is like all sorts of male sexual choreography in all sorts of different genres of music videos and mm-hmm. performance but it's not it's different you know mm-hmm. but it, it's less maybe like less flashy it's more it's less of
0: it's it's more. The sexuality being a subject versus the sexuality being
2: an object. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, these men in this music video are specifically being objectified. Yes. Um, in like on purpose. Yes. And and that just to
0: to clarify that doesn't mean like reducing them to an object, which is to say not a person. More, it's more like a grammatical. Objects. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Relational object. It's, it is, it is the, the focus is another way of putting it maybe.
2: Yeah. There, there is not a Gnostic uh, presentation of these people as souls (laughs) (laughs) separate from their bodies. (laughs) Like the body is on display. They're very embodied. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say like from my perspective, I was like watching that, Watching the "Someone to Love Me" or whatever it's called, uh, music video from this album. Mm-hmm. Watching Montero "Call Me by Your Name." Um, watching that music video, I had never, I had never seen that before,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it was, it was shocking to me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm seeing something absolutely new, like, mm-hmm. and specifically, the new experience being, I'm watching this because everyone is watching this right now and Mm -hmm. we are having a public experience of experiencing this together and there's something really different about that Mm -hmm. than you know whatever clandestine things i'm trying to like experience you know Mm -hmm. like that's a very different thing yeah to just like know that everyone is watching this man grind on satan yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know like and there's something specifically salacious about that and there is a part of me that understands why people were freaking out. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I mean, it is, yeah, it's new. Like
2: it is new. Yeah. It's people not, are not you see
0: every day. Yeah. Cause it's, it's also, I mean, to like talk about other dimensions. It is also religiously provocative. Yeah. Um, for, you know, just like treating religious imagery. Like Satan is the bad guy and the source of all evil and not someone you should be bumping and grinding on. Probably. Right.
2: <laughs> which is funny because in the like storyline of the music video he does like kill Satan (laughs) but then he becomes the new Satan
0: (laughs) I actually haven't seen the whole music video all the way through I should have prepared more um I'm trying to
2: look for this uh I'm trying to look for this Lil Nas X thrives in hell (laughs) Uh, yeah Boise (laughs) highlights Um, well that's from a quote that he
0: had god he's only 21 years old um Lil Nas X that is
2: where, where is this quote? Okay, I can, I might not be... He said so much public things in the last he year. He really has, yeah. So it's hard to find individual quotes. But basically he said, you know, everyone was telling me I was going to hell my whole life. Yeah. Or the people like me are going to hell my whole life. Now they're just... And now they're mad that I'm thriving there. Yeah. It's like his quote. And that's sort of like the concept of the music video. It's like... Lil well, X is kind of the Oscar Wilde of the current time period. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. In a lot of ways, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had some conversations with people who are, like, talking about the, like, the validity of stirring up a controversy. Yeah. You know? And it's, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, it's going to be valid to do that until it's not controversial. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, do we have anything else to say about the discourse, the, the stuff that's outside of the album itself, or should we jump? I think we could talk about it for days, but we've already talked about it so much. We should get into the music. Yeah. And everyone's been talking
0: about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's been hot take after hot take after explainer after everything. Yeah. Um let's talk about the first song on the album which is called Montero and then in parentheses Call Me By Your Name.
3: live with If you ain't in your garden you know that you can Call me what you want Call
0: So there's a lot going on in the song. One of the things is that Lil Nas X's real name is Montero. Um, I believe I read on Wikipedia that he is named after the Mitsubishi Montero, or he had been named after the car. Fantastic. Yes,
2: which is great. I mean, it's it's a cool name and yeah. it, as sort of a reverse Christine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this joke's gonna make like. Maybe three people happy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, it also, of course, references the movie Call Me By Your Name, which I just saw for the first time last month, I believe, which we talked about on our weekly mini-show called What's in the Box Weekly, which you can check out if you give us uh, some financial support at website. Not
2: not that much. Not that much. <laughs> yeah, $2 Very small a
0: month. Huh? $2. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: Less than a diner coffee. <laughs> Probably these these days, depending on the diner and where it is. Exactly. Now of days, yeah, Nowadays,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. So this is uh, this is a song.
2: It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> no one's no one's gonna fight you on that one. <laughs> uh-huh. This is a song uh, directed to his love interest. Yes. Would you say that this song is a is about? his love interest being closeted or his love interest being, um, it seems like it's, it's too a closeted love. It
0: does. Interest. I mean, pre-chorus is cocaine and drink it with your friends. You live in the dark boy. I cannot pretend I'm not phased. Only here to sin. If Eve ain't in your garden, you know that you can. That's the
2: most explicit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No call me, course, m- call me when you, you want. want. Yeah. Call me when you want. Call me when you need. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then uh, the f- the first verse I caught it bad. It's great to actually read these lyrics because yes, he I I don't want to say that he's not enunciating. He is enunciating in a way that uh, is hard for me to understand it, what he what he is saying specifically. <laughs> he's
0: enunciating in the
2: in a very artful way. Mumble rap. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I caught it bad yesterday. You hit me with a call to your place ain't been out in a while anyway, was hoping I could catch you throwing smiles on my face. Um, so, like, he's getting this booty call from someone. Right. And then he's sort of revealing, like, I'm, I'm into having maybe a more public or a more serious expression of this connection that we're having. Like, I want mm-hmm. to go on vacation with you. I want to, yeah. like, go to Hawaii with you. Um, and then he... <laughs> Shoot a child in your mouth while I'm riding. <laughs> he says one of the most explicit and sort of crass things that I've <laughs> ever heard in a song. <laughs> and I had to think about this. I was like, am I reacting to this as someone who ha-, you know, am I reacting to this because it is gay? <laughs> and then I was thinking about it. I was like, no, I'm reacting to this because it is profoundly crass. <laughs> like it is, it is a very un well. Mm. It's artful, yeah. <laughs> maybe, but like it, it is, it is a an inelegant way of describing yes uh, being filleted uh, to the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I would react that way regardless of who mm-hmm. was doing what. I think I would react
0: more if it were a man saying it to a woman. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it feels like even more
2: crass that way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It. That's a great point. I probably would as well. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this...
0: Yeah, this this love interest is, um... It's unclear, like, if this person is gay and in the closet. If they are maybe a man who has sex with men who doesn't necessarily identify as being gay. Right. Which is, like, pretty precedented. It's often called, like, being on the down low or being on the DL. I think specifically in, like, black communities. Um... Yeah, or there's just, like, people who, you know, don't really think about identity in terms of, like, who they're attracted to. Like, it's not, yeah you know, it's something they do rather than something, like, defines who they are, which I think there's definitely some, like, validity to that.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't seem like he's talking to a bisexual in this song. Yeah. In the context of the cultural things, like, the, in, in this song, it seems like he's, he's, he's saying, if Eve ain't in your garden. Mm-hmm. That Which, seems like pretty clear. Like,
0: yeah, if Eve's not in your garden, it seems like a pretty clear indication that this person is, yeah, attracted mostly to, or only to men, basically.
2: Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah he's not saying. Yeah, I think he's he's sort of making this, uh, maybe this overstep of saying, just mm. like, are you sure that <laughs> the, you might only. Be, like that, your own that this is just a novel thing to you. Maybe this mm-hmm. is actually the main thing that you're into.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's reading a lot into the text, but like right. I, I think it invites that kind of <laughs> 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Because later, because later on in this album, um, he's talking about a potential love interest, and he says, "Do they have the G or the B? Meaning, are they gay or bisexual? Do they have the ac the part uh, of the acronym? Uh-huh. And like, so it's not that he's Mm biphobic. I think he, in this song, is specifically talking about someone who maybe is posing as specifically straight and not posing as bisexual. But he's also not... The focus of the song is not
0: asking this person to come out of the closet. He's just like, can we take this relationship to the next level? That's like the main thing he's focused. on. Like, let's go on vacation. Let me busting out of your mouth <laughs> when you see that ass in hawaii yeah, like he, yeah he's not like hey you need to be true to yourself and like come out and like tell everyone he's like no let's like let's let's take it to the next level what what are your intentions yeah
2: yeah <laughs> where's <laughs> this relationship with going self <laughs> uh with my he children had, he has a, he tweeted about this and i think this is a very beautiful tweet uh, he said, which is not a thing I say very often. No. <laughs> he says <laughs> It's rare on Twitter. Dear 14-year-old Montero, I wrote a song with our name in it. It's about a guy I met last summer. I know we promised to never come out publicly. Oh. I know we promised never to be that type of gay person. Mm. I know we promised to die with the secret, but this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. Damn right you see this is very scary for me people will be angry they will say i'm pushing an agenda but the truth is i am mm. the agenda to, to make people stay the fuck out of other people's lives and stop dictating who they should be sending you love from the future that's awesome that's really that's great yeah uh he he does a lot of He's done a lot of trolling this year that I found extremely entertaining. Yes. He's a very Uh, entertaining troll. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he started as a TikTok star. Yeah. Like, he's trying to do things that are uh, short ideas that have, like, a... That are, like... Snappy. Yeah, snappy. Gotta keep it snappy, kid. um, But, yeah, I really, like, appreciate this, like, moment of sincerity and explanation of his artistic mission right with the album in general but specifically with the song is to say like I mean we've talked about this kind of thing before but like and and how fraught this is but he's like I'm declaring that that it is capitalistically like capitalism it will fund you being gay Mm. which means that the floodgates are open Mm Mm-hmm um, you know, like I can be on SNL Mm -hmm. and be this gay. Right. You know? Yeah. Which is a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: it I mean it's it's (laughs) it's wise, I think, in a certain degree, because capitalism so easily co opts counterculture and sort of like assimilates it. He's kind of co opting the co optation. (laughs) I don't know if co-optation is a word. The co-opting is probably the actual word. Um, in order to like sort of harness the ways that sensationalist stuff sells, yeah, you know, it gets clicks, it gets ad views and whatnot. Uh, articles are written about it, and then people see that and they get the ads. And like the whole machine, he's sort of like spinning it up and poking at it in order to harness the the power of uh, capitalized controversy. In order to, yeah. like, further socially
2: progressive goals, at least. Yeah. Along those lines, like this album, uh, I don't think that there's any song where Lil Nas X is the only songwriter. Mm. Now, I don't know exactly what goes into songwriting credits. My impression is that you one can get a songwriting credit if you just suggest, like, oh, I think there should be an extra beat here, mm. or whatever. Even mm-hmm. if, like, the the actual like text of the song, the lyrics or the melody, or like arguably what's the real like core of the song is mm-hmm. unchanged. You can still get a songwriting credit. That's my impression. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know exactly what went on here, but all these songs have like, you know, five or six songwriters on them. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder like how involved in all of this, like wh- how much of all of this is a committee of people mm-hmm. deciding to put all their chips in to this? To this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is is very interesting. Yeah. I think. It's like it's yeah a, a an industry bet. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean, this song has like one, two, three, four, five. It has five songwriters credit on it. Credited on it. I think the song i think maybe i saw one song with like three and that was the mm-hmm. l- lowest amount mm-hmm. uh but yeah
1: hmm. uh
2: so i don't know exactly how that all breaks down um I well mean, lil, lil Nosek, is the last credited songwriter in fact we've often talked about that like the way that it's listed in <laughs> genius lyrics i don't
0: know yeah Do- that's a good point we yeah. don't actually know if that's the canonical listing and even if it is, like, if that means anything. Right. That, I mean, from what I understand, that's how it works on movies or screenwriting credits, at least.
2: Yeah, I mean, I on, on Wikipedia, it's uh, Montero Hill is oh. the first writer on everyone. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's the opposite. Yeah. Hm. So I don't know. Um, I would love to know more about that. I don't feel like that's the kind of information that we can just get. It feels very personal. And yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if it's just like he wrote the core of each song and then it was sort of punched up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, or if all of that stuff is, like, non-lyrical stuff and it's just arranging, mm-hmm. but is technically songwriting, you know? Yeah. I think the boundary there is so strange and kind of arbitrary between... Yeah, because, like, <laughs> sometimes you have, like, yeah,
0: song by blank, arranged by blank. Yeah, it's yeah. like sometimes that seems like a separate credit and sometimes not. Um, shall we move on to a different song? Uh,
2: Keep it moving? Keep it snapping? I wanted to read one quote from, oh. uh, from Lil Nas X about the shoot a child in your mouth line. Ah. He says, okay, it's about time I say something out of pocket in a song. Out of pocket? What does that mean in this context? Uh, it means like out of line. Okay. yeah. Um, or like egregious. Ah, yes. Uh, it's like the exact same way when I put i might bottom on the low but i top shit in holiday you know let's normalize having these fucking lines and songs in the same way you know somebody might talk about fucking a girl or fucking a guy you know with the opposite genders you know i feel like that's really important for representation in general and this is going to open more doors for one day when somebody says this it's like oh that person said that and i didn't think about it you know Mm -hmm. it's a very obviously a uh, a non rick yeah. Extemporized interview, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, interview ex- yeah. response. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I thought that was, I mean, that we were literally just having that conversation <laughs> about like, wow, that's like,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like you went above and beyond. I mean, because also like this is. I feel like that would be a Lil Wayne lyric. Like Lil Wayne would say that about yeah, a woman. A little, yeah, a Lil Wayne level, which yeah. I think is kind of next level arguably because yeah. this song Whoa, also came very exaggerated yeah shortly after WAP. oh right like, yeah i think like WAP came out a number of months before montero a wireless access point is the kind of security <laughs> for wi-fi networks yeah yeah exactly people weren't ready for that they weren't ready for security yeah.
0: i mean we're on like i mean we, we've all moved on to wpa uh but
2: okay i think that we should now move on okay yes to dead right now yeah
0: yeah
3: Even though I'm right here by the phone, dog, you know you never used to call, keep it that way now, I'll treat you like you're dead right now, I'm on your head right now, you want to fuck with me so bad right now.
0: I was literally just reading a uh, tweet thread about this on, um, hmm. I believe it was the black people Twitter subreddit. Which is one of the nice, uh, good corners of Reddit that I appreciate, and I try to engage with in a not um, uh, invading
2: sure. way, <laughs> just a just a benign white voyeur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> a BWB. Yeah, that's what I tried to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, they're, this person was just talking about like, yeah, this is this is a song about how Lil Nas X was disowned and kicked out of housing by his family, by his sister, I think by his mother also. Um, and yeah, it was just like essentially disowned for being gay. I think this person was saying, I don't know if that's accurate to well Nas X's family situation or like what have you, but, um, and then now that he's famous and you know, rich, they start calling him up and be like, Hey, you know, you can spot us a few bucks, right? Cause you're rich. And his response Uh, which I think is, is very interesting is writing a song about it and saying like, I'm going to treat you like you're dead right now because you first like treated me. Yeah. You said I was dead to you, you know, back when you disowned me essentially. Yeah. And
2: when you kick a young queer person out of your house, you are saying essentially, I don't care if you die or not.
0: Because you are also like massively increasing their chances of dying or suicide or being a victim of violence. Um, or just homelessness and misery, or yeah, yeah, you are you are taking very concrete steps to make them dead when you're doing yeah. that, yeah,
2: and giving like taking them from your maybe already mar- marginal existence mm-hmm. and and further marginalizing them, mm-hmm. you know, and then like yeah, so. <sighs> Yeah, this song is really rough yeah. to listen to. Like. it's
0: a lot. Yeah, it's it's um, man. Yeah, it's it's a lot, and I think I think um, there is still kind of a latent cultural idea. I think about forgiveness and the idea, like, if your mom calls you up and is like, "Hey, can you give me some money?" You're supposed to like forgive her or yeah. what have you, and I think you know, that obviously has its roots in like Christianity and, um, there's a lot of, um, I think religion that kind of abuses forgiveness and, uh, tells people they need to forgive people no matter what. Yeah. Um, even in the absence of accountability or, uh, change or even recognizing what has gone wrong. Yeah. And, um, Instead of doing that, Lil Nas X is like, I'm gonna treat you like your dad, which I think is such an interesting and powerful and tough thing to hear. And it's it's not like the just the thing you'd expect in this yeah. kind of story. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a hell of a song to like follow up Montero, Call Me By Your Name, with on this album.
2: Yeah. Uh there's some pretty heartbreaking specifics. Um I mean some of this is about trying to be a musician, mm-hmm. which is a different kind of marginal identity, yes. especially <laughs> a professional musician. And, like, is mm-hmm. in a, a small way in, that I can like kind of relate to this song. You know, it's like this in the text of the song, this conversation uh, with his dad. Um, I believe
0: his dad is on the song because he's a gospel singer and i think he is among the people singing oh
2: words. interesting i
0: think that is true
2: um uh left school then my dad and i had uh, a face-to-face in atlanta he said it's one in a million chance son i told him daddy i am that one i ain't never need him i ain't never need no n-word mm-hmm. um so, and that's
0: specifically about like making it as a musician. Yeah. Like, one in a million chance.
2: Yeah. So I think that's another level of just like there, there is something there. Like it is really hard <laughs> to like. it make is doing. one in a million. Yeah, to or to less. be to be any kind of self-employed, but I think especially like yeah. to be making some sort of content, to be doing some sort of work in the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is really hard to like make it work, and uh, yeah, it is one in a million to, I mean, even less than that. Yeah. You know, like the people who have Lil Nas's little Nas X's level of uh, success is, mm-hmm. I mean, there are what like three hundred million people in the U.S.
0: Three three thirty at least, maybe more like three fifty. That's, that's a lot. Yeah.
2: So it's like. I don't know, are there like three hundred and fifty people who have like Lil Nas X's like level of success? Oh, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> like I mean maybe technically that amount of money, but he's like huge. So like yeah. yeah, I mean I think there is
0: certainly not like the name recognition level. Yeah. You know? Maybe maybe like yeah. the lead singer of Eve six has lots of money from, like, (laughs) getting licensed at Hot Topic or something, you know? Oh, shit, that's a good point. But no one knows his name. And no one's listening to his tweets anymore. anymore. (laughs) Uh,
2: Okay, so... I think the hardest part about about this song is the stuff about... Well, he talks... Right after that, he says... Basically, like, if if I hadn't found this success, I would have killed myself. Mm-hmm. So that's really rough. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, he, there's this verse about his mom, and uh, we can listen to that. I took a sound sample. Okay. But basically, his, this is just his mom like drunk-dialing him and insulting him like mm-hmm. after she's already kicked him out, mm-hmm. which is some next-level... Abuse.
0: Yes.
3: Mama told me she was stop around that me she was clean, but I'm knowing that My mama told me that she me, don't believe her. When she get hit me up with a fever. pretty. Damn.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awful. The,
0: the last two lines of that um, sound sample we just heard are notated in quotes on the genius. Yeah. I think it's meant to be a quote from what his mom says to him.
2: Yeah, that's a good clarification. Yeah. You ain't even
0: all that pretty. You ain't even all that N-word, You ain't even helping out with me. God won't forgive you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think there is... I already can tell, like, as a, as a parent that there is like a capacity in me to just be like at some point i'm going to have to like like t- tell my kids something that's going to like b- you know tell my kids something that's going to break their hearts you know in, for their own good you know like i'm going to have to disappoint them or like expose them to the real world and get them ready for it and, you know, try to toughen them up before they have to deal with it on their. So, like, there's a part of this mm-hmm. that I... I don't think I would have understood before, but even just now, like, even just having, like, a six-year-old and, like, a one-year-old, like, I... I kind of understand maybe the root of this kind of, like, attitude in a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, however... This is, like, an insanely sort of, like, toxic, uh, twisted. twisted, like, version of...
0: And not like our pals Twisted from the
2: ICP universe. <laughs> no. This... I, 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 I... When I hear a quote like this, like, from a mom to a kid, you know, like, you, uh, you ain't even all that pretty. What I'm hearing is, I'm afraid... I'm so afraid of you not being in touch with how the world works, how the world has hurt me. Right. Um, how, like, your
0: physical attractiveness
2: might decrease your chances of success. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I could see, like, where you're getting at, the, like, that, in like, in a certain sense, she is trying to warn him.
2: Yeah, this is my lat. Like, you've brought me to this, where I'm right. having to tell you these hard truths. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, when I, like... <laughs> your stories like this what i hope is like that when i am you know when i get to that point with my kids someday where i'm like wow like i feel like my kid is really out of touch i hope that i think to myself i hope i'm wrong yeah (laughs) and i hope i'm able to tell my kid well luckily i don't understand and i hope (laughs) this is i i hope you're right (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: well luckily you've been sort of like building up to that by the past several years just telling your child at bedtime just saying good night uh you you're not all that you're not even all that pretty sleep well goodbye
2: well i mean on the on the other hand like i feel like um i'm in that sort of generation of like millennial like tag kids <laughs> like tag. like you know what about tag huh. you weren't a tag nathan talented and gifted <laughs> yeah. oh yes okay i've heard yeah. I was
0: so talented and gifted. I wasn't even in school. (laughs) (laughs) I was in an underground bunker. Uh
2: (laughs) There's this, like, other... Like, I feel like I I received this sort of toxicity on the other end of, like, exceptionalism. And, like, Mm, this, like, uh, you know... My parents, like, never told... When I was, like, trying to be a musician, my parents never told me, like, oh, yeah, you'll never, like, you know, it's one in a million. (laughs) Like, where they they would say that kind of thing, like, it's going to be really hard, but they never told me, like, yeah, you could just, like, hustle and, like, be a musician and, like, work really hard and, like, it would be and just find moderate success. <laughs> you know, like they never told me that. Yeah. that's how most musicians like make their money, you know, and like make their living, you know, it's like, it was never an option, which mm-hmm. is another kind of like, that's super toxic too. Why didn't she, maybe they just didn't, didn't know. I don't know. Yeah. Know. But, um, that's a, so different of an experience, but, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not trying to compare it as much as contrast it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, this song is heartbreaking. Yeah, um, it is, yeah. It's it's ultimately pretty prosaic. Yeah. Like, like the, the, most of his lyrics are, I would argue. Yeah,
0: the pre-chorus, you know I never did you wrong, even though I'm right here by the phone, dog, you know you never used to call, keep it that way now. Like yeah. it doesn't even, I mean, purposefully it, it doesn't rhyme on the last line, and Yeah, I think that is a, a valid artistic choice, but it also does like feed into the prosaic, just kind of like, yeah, not as... There's not a lot of metaphors here. Yeah. Not a lot of
2: similes. He's very different from Lil Wayne, who is constantly saying things on the level of shoot a child in your mouth.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just simile and metaphor piled on top of each other. Yeah. In confusing ways.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so it's getting pretty late. It is getting pretty late. <laughs>
0: what what songs are sleeper. important
2: for you to talk about? Uh,
0: see um we should probably talk about industry baby we mentioned that um i don't i don't know i i confess i um should have done more to prepare probably i was a little um a little rushed and I, I listened to this album while working out which was great because it's it's fantastic working out music uh, yeah yeah uh It probably made me go a little too fast in some of it, (laughs) because you you just end up going to the beat, you know? Uh, So yeah, all that to say, I I don't, um, I didn't pay as much attention as I probably should have to what the songs are and what they're about.
2: Sure. So I'll Um, I'll follow you. I'll follow you. Okay, okay, great. So here's what I'm thinking. Um, I feel like maybe there's enough discourse about Industry Baby, and maybe we can break it down to just or we can simplify it and just say like that's a song about it's like a song about being successful i it's guess. The industry baby. Yeah, it's like uh industry baby. Uh, about being a star. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably a lot more more to it than that.
0: A star is born.
2: Uh and you was never really rooting for me anyway when I'm back up at the top i want to hear you say um yeah, like it's a little bit more of the like, no one believed in me and now I'm, look where I'm at. You yeah. Know? Uh, but I don't think we necessarily, maybe you could play the sound sample and then yeah. we can move on. Okay. <laughs>
0: I do like the music i like the like synth uh barrage of like trumpets and stuff it's very yeah. throwback yeah it's very throwback to probably when Lil Nas X was like five years old <laughs> and like the hip-hop of of the like mid-2000s uh like a like a i don't know like a 50 50 cent song or like sure Nas maybe Nas um something like that yeah it's i like that it's fun
2: uh so, in this pre-chorus, he says, funny how you said it was the end. Yeah. Then I went, did it again. Yeah. Mm. And those three... The
0: one-hit wonder of Old Town Road.
2: Exactly. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I think is like, a that would have been a legitimate assumption. This is the flavor of the minute. Yeah. You know, exactly. like on the internet of the second. And,
0: having been like a TikTok star. Right? Yeah. It's
2: like,
0: a lot of those are Kind of, they blow up and then it's like you never know, hear from and them. And
2: then down. what happens? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes sense and I think he's rightfully celebrating that you know he is has more he's to say. Two, he's got two. Yeah. are <laughs> successful
0: singles, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um I wanted to clarify that though because I think those are probably to me like his least under, least understandable lyrics in his performance of those lyrics oh, in his like enunciation. enunciation. He yeah. says funny how you said it was the yay yeah, yeah, then I went and did it a gay then then I went and it gay yeah. <laughs> it's, very, it's very mumbly. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was helpful to actually read the lyrics on this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I didn't know he won Grammys. Multiple Grammys. A couple Grammys on him. Received six Grammy nominations and won awards for best pop duo slash group performance. And best music video. Wow. Uh,
2: okay, what else should we talk? We uh, talk about. We could do. That's what I. That's what I want. Is kind of a, kind of a cute song. Kind of a nice song. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is the turning point of the album where it starts getting musically very different. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it starts getting less. I mean, I would argue less hip hop, less pop. Mm-hmm. Um, More... There's like a lot of emo, mm. pop punk stuff in this album. I kept,
0: I kept thinking about sufjan as I was listening to.
2: Interesting.
0: It. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a wacky thing to say, but mm. it was something that I kept thinking about. Yeah.
2: I mean, there's some parallels with yeah. religious fantasy, yeah. and <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe there's something about it that seems like kind of gay. I don't know <laughs> if I can put my finger on it. <laughs> So you're uh listening to that's what i want Yeah yeah Okay here we go Let me find
3: out a sea coming over to me These days are way too lonely I'm missing out i know This days are way too alone and i'm not forgiven love away but I want So I love me I need
0: someone. I love me Yeah this is very just like This is a lot less like hip hop, a lot less. It's pretty much not mumble rap at all, right?
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, This is just a song about how he wants a partner, like a romantic partner. It starts with him talking about wanting, what does he say? Need a boy who can cuddle with me all night. That's the
0: opening line of the song. That's so great. Yeah. (laughs) What What a beautiful little sentiment. Uh, Sentiment. Have
2: you have you seen the music video for this? I have not. No. It's it's pretty sad. Mm. It's just uh, I mean it's kind of what Montero is about in the text, but in the music video, in the story, mm. it's about him having a closeted fling with, or it's uh, the character that he's playing having a closeted fling with someone on the football team mm. and they're like having sex in the showers like after practice and stuff. That's and awesome. like, yeah, it's like a very explicit and there's like uh, there's also, I think it's noteworthy in the music video, there's like a, a, a very specific like condom. Like we're wearing, we're using a condom. Ah, like, love love a, love. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's this like very yeah, explicit sex scene like in the high school shower room and stuff. And then but it kind of follows their story as, uh, I mean, they essentially have like a, spoiler alert, call, you, call me by your name kind of moment where his... The love, movie. Yeah, exactly. Where his love interest eventually moves on and, and marries a, a woman. And then he, and then Lil Nas X's character is left to... Stare
0: into like. the fire for a very long
2: time. Yeah, for the entire credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, what an
0: amazing choice yeah.
2: that But he is the Kwisatz Haderach, so... <laughs> oh, that's that's good for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: if you want to hear our thoughts about the movie called By Your Name <laughs> the movie, too,
2: check out our weekly movie show called What's in the Box Weekly. You just go to support the box. I the box. Uh, this is that song where he talks about, I wonder if he got the G or the B. Yeah. Um
0: we don't need gay or bisexual yeah
2: we don't need to listen to that maybe we should talk about this sounds
0: pretty raw i
2: mean i think
0: sometimes his like prosaic approach to writing lyrics can work in his favor with the rawness of like something like the pre-chorus these days i'm way too lonely i'm missing out i know these days i'm way too alone and i'm known for giving love away but i want someone to love me yeah like that's this yeah, it really works to his advantage here, I think, to just like be so raw and like uncompromising and just like
2: bare about it. You know? Prosaic is good if you have something to say that you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is valuable yeah. and needed. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I no, it's a
0: valid artistic choice. Yeah. Did, yeah.
2: No no issue there. Uh, mm-hmm. I would prefer that over the poetic bluff uh, oh. every time. Every time it <laughs> is yes. unquestionably better. Yeah. Uh okay, so let's see. Um there's a song featuring Elton John playing some keyboards. Yeah. Um there's a song with Megan Thee Stallion from mm-hmm. from WAP. If you're unfamiliar, and then there's a song about just suicide. That's pretty intense. Sun Goes Down and a song called uh, Life After Salem, which has a music theory corner moment. Ooh, nice. Um, so, what if what if we just
0: blitz through them all?
2: Yeah, let's let's try to blitz. Okay. Yeah. What
0: of Me featuring Elton John. I think it just...
3: I suggest making another one like this. Huh. yeah, Oh, I know it hurt to sound. No, it was only luck. Huh. If you drop a song, nigga, we won't give a fuck. No, I like
2: this. I don't like that. I'm glad we're tagging in this one. Don't you do that? Say you want to me. Say
0: you want to me. Yeah, yeah. Say you want to me. Melton John. Now, to sort of complicate what I was saying earlier about like. The liberation of the '70s. Yeah. Elton John came out in the '70s, and it fucked up his career for like a decade.
2: Interesting. I didn't know that.
0: It was it was really bad. Like he he instantly dropped off of like the top ten charts or whatever. It was very abrupt and uh, pretty rough. Uh, So it's it wasn't the '70s were no paradise. Is that because
2: he explicitly came out? Yeah. Because there's there's something different. Yeah. About like. Coming out versus being like fashionably androgynous.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And even David Bowie like faced backlash for saying in an interview that he was bisexual. Yeah. Even though he was like fairly open about it. Um,
2: huh.
0: Yeah. So putting the word to it was very unpopular, but just like playing and doing stuff and being flamboyant was like a lot like more accepted. Like some people give it credit for. It. Yeah.
2: So this song is about. Um, him starting to interface with the industry, like this is what I'm reading into this is Mm -hmm. like post old town road.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Now, what do we do with you? Right. Um, and I think it's, this song is about him trying to, uh, cope with, uh, being a product. Um, yeah, I like this. I don't like that do this here, don't you do that. I don't think he's speaking as himself there. I think right. he's speaking as his producers and mm-hmm. the people in charge of making money from him.
0: It literally has the line, we or just stick to what you best at.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't... I mean, this is so different from Old Town Road. You know, yes. it's, there's no country elements in this album at all. Yeah. It's all about being gay. Like, <laughs> a gay kid, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's yeah. super different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. it's such an interesting, like subject to talk about because to a certain degree like I don't know I I think every artist has to grapple with these questions of like what is my like artistic persona what belongs in that persona what is my work about what are my strengths what should I focus on just in terms of like success of art or um, creation Right. but then also having to grapple with the popularity and like the product element of it. Like what is successful artistically, what is successful uh, economically?
2: Yeah. You know? And then what I feel like this song is about is it's not just about whether or not he succeeds. It's about whether the people who are investing in him mm-hmm. will like... Make him succeed. Make him succeed yeah, or allow him to... Or allow him to do the thing that he wants, possibly at detriment to their success
0: right. yes, that's a good point because yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of gatekeepers in the music industry, and um, if they yeah they, they can in a fairly direct way, like decide if somebody is going to be successful or not yep. um, at certain junctures, yeah. Use
2: a meme, use a joke, been a gimmick from the go. All the things that you do just to get your face to show. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think you big shit, big pimpin', let me know. Ain't the next big thing. You're the next thing to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I feel like that it's so funny because it's like the that kind of sentiment is like that would make someone stop being creative and stop pumping out stuff, you know? Uh, it's
0: also, like, an interesting parallel to what his mom was saying earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's a certain element of being protective, but also it ends up being kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy a lot of the time, yeah. I think, where it's like, if you are only worried about being successful, you might not end up being creative, ever, because you're like, well, I can't, you know, succeed, so I'm not even going to try.
2: Yeah, I think, like, what he's kind of talking about in this album is uh, the, the truth about capitalism, which is that it promotes sustainable mediocrity. Hmm. It doesn't actually promote exceptionalism mm-hmm. um, or risk-taking, really. Yeah. Like, uh, a movie studio, the music industry, a label will always go for the thing that will get them to the next get them to the next project that will like sustain their business. What is not too risky because even those industries, as much money as they make, they're really, they're labors of love. And they're like, I mean, kind of, you know, and they're like, they're not that lucrative.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, like how many movies, you know, do you hear about? They're like, ah, yeah, this broke even. Yeah. And it's like a exactly. hundred million dollars went <laughs> into it, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Okay, let's talk about something else. We yeah, don't need okay. to listen to Elton John keys. Okay. It's not that notable. Um, yeah. Let's talk about dollar Sign Slime. Dollar Sign
0: Slime. Let's
3: go. How many of y'all gonna wear it out? Fuck that talk about who's in the whereabouts. I walk in demons and Marcus, I'm buried out. Walk in the and fucking let's clear it out. I'm the same Dolla Sign Slime
2: I'm loving this like contrapuntal, uh, like MIDI trumpet <laughs> choir. The MIDI trumpet, yeah. It's again, I it's I like really that. It's really fun. It's
0: great, and it's it's also it's throwbacky again. Like it's a I wonder, fun beat. I wonder to what extent he's like consciously thinking like, like yeah, let's see, like a throwbacky to like the music of my youth, maybe.
2: Yeah, I mean, oh. uh, who are the who are the producers on this? It would be. Um, Take a day trip, oh that that's. That's not the name of a producer. No, it is. Take Wait, a what? day trip, is the name of a producing team: Denzel Baptiste oh. and David Burrell. Okay. Uh yeah, they're also a lot of the songwriters on this mm-hmm. album, and we keep hearing day d- d- day trip took it to ten. Mm-hmm. That little like sample, that's mm-hmm. like their like signature, I think, gotcha. on the songs that they're on. Um, this is just a. Rap song about being rich, throwing your money around. Wait, for the that's, most part, that's what Do you right? write
0: rap songs about that? That's, that's <laughs> unprecedented.
2: <laughs> uh, and then uh, Megan Thee Stallion starts rapping, mm-hmm. and she changes the subject of the song to be about sex <laughs> because you know, write what you know. Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I have. Of her verse on this,
3: mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. So yeah. let's take a listen. me came from genetics. job.
2: toxic. Suck his soul out, then block him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it's like a uh, very gendered sort of, like, acquisition of power kind yeah. of, like, lyric, and, uh... Especially
0: to follow it up with, got more cream than a sundae topping. <laughs> yep. She's like a, a succubus. Literally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a sucking succubus, yeah. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> I should have my own category in porn. She probably does, honestly. <laughs> On one of those, like, porn websites, if you go through, like, the category is, like, one of them is probably Megan <laughs> Dean dying. Um... Ooh, I'm just such an obsession. T-About Me, your IG suggestions. Thick, no add-on prosthetics. Everything about me came from genetics. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, I don't know if I have more to say about this song other than just, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it's
0: it's fun to hear, like, I don't know, Megan Thee Stallion is like, she's provocative by doing uh, pretty much the same thing that, like, male rappers do in terms of, like, braggadociousness, but she's just like doing it about herself, and it's so much more controversial.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kind of appreciate, you know, as Fraud is like, uh, you know, oh, how do I like even talk about this in a way that's <laughs> okay? This um, sounds safe. <laughs> this sounds like cutting room floor <laughs> b roll. Yes. Um, uh, Maybe I'll maybe I'll frame it this way. Uh-huh. I have witnessed rhetorical discussion, uh, you know, of uh, black liberation pitted against black capitalism. Yes. You know, um, and like you know, and we've talked about this before. It's basically the uh, co-host is the <laughs> of Out of think the box. Said is the concept of. Uh, Inclusive atrocity. Inclusive atrocity. Inclusion in the atrocious. Uh, but I, I think there are moments in rapping about acquiring money Mm -hmm. that I think are really beautiful because it is about trauma. Like when... It's about
0: reclaiming like dignity. Yeah. When it comes down to it. Yeah.
2: Like when Viggy small says like, uh... Uh, birthdays was the worst days. Now Mm -hmm. we drink champagne when we thirst day. Like that's a profoundly beautiful Mm -hmm. (laughs) lyric about like when he was a kid, he was traumatized by poverty Mm -hmm. and he didn't have enough resources to have his passage of time and his like rites of passage, like acknowledged uh, appropriately. And now he can, he has so many resources that he can just flippantly drink champagne as if it's water, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you can go to like Kendrick Lamar and like, he will go on the next level of that and sort of talk about like, um, I'm accumulating all this wealth, but it's not enough to help me escape from my, the, the trauma of poverty. And I still won't buy me like a an expensive car. Mm-hmm. Because I'm afraid of losing it all, or being punished, or being found out. Right. You know. Yeah. Um. So anyway, this lyric here, which stood out to me, is "bought a new house, few acres. I done went and got new neighbors." Ah. <laughs> I think it's really great. <laughs> that is a great line. Yeah, because there's this. Uh, yeah, there's this idea that like. Um, I mean, your one's neighborhood can be a part of your sort of oppression and like, mm-hmm. or even just like in smaller, more modest, you know, ways. Like, it can be important to like move away, yeah, and to like be around different people. Pack not... your bags and move away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate, I appreciated that lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, That's great. G- can we? Okay, so maybe just two more songs. Just two more really long ones. <laughs> We're going so <laughs> long. Yeah. Uh we could talk about Sun Goes Down really quickly. Yeah. And just that it's about suicide and mm-hmm. touch on that and then do a quick music theory corner. Okay, great. Sounds
3: good. Sun goes down. Here we go.
0: I think those lines are kind of like Sufjan to me. I'd rather run away. Don't want to lie. Don't want a life. That feels like Age of Odds, like era, like Sufjan. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. And then of course, like some of the like auto-tuning, which is right. Sufjan
2: did a bunch of that. Um, Yeah. Uh, Since ten, I've been feeling lonely. Had friends, but they was picking on me. mm -hmm. Always thinking, why my lips so big? Uh, Was I too dark? Can they sense my fears? Uh, these gay thoughts would always haunt me. Hmm. I prayed God would take it from me. It's hard for you when you're fighting and nobody knows it when you're silent. Intersectionality. Uh, all of that is heartbreaking and horrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, and probably pretty typical for someone of his specific intersections. Mm-hmm. He, he talks about um, Stan and Nikki morning into dawn. Apparently he had some sort of like Nicki Minaj fan account Mm -hmm. and maybe he said some like cancel cancel cancelable things on oh, it really? at some point, I couldn't find more well, details. Mickey
0: herself has been. I
2: well, mean, <laughs> not <a bit> lately. <laughs> <laughs> who stood the test of time? Yeah, honestly. yeah. And one of them was an adult the whole time. Yes, and one of them was. <laughs> yes. So, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really like want to go deep into that, but like, I, he references that a few times, like, and in, in this album is like uh, making some mistakes. Yeah, and you know, uh, being being a person of his age. Which means that everything that you do is public. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Literally everything. <laughs> Before
2: the age of consent, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I also, I really just like the
0: the line, I'm going to make my fans so proud of me leading yeah. into that, that uh, chorus that we heard. It's, I believe it coming from him. Like, it's, you don't always believe artists saying things like that, yeah. but he feels very sincere in saying that. To me, at least.
2: Yeah, like when Justin Bieber talks about adversity... Mm-hmm. I believe that he experiences a type of adversity, like right. the sorts of like disassociation and ennui that come with immense amounts of privilege. Yes. And religion. And religion. <laughs> and also, just publicly being the butt of jokes. I guess, yes. You know. That's uh, a more generous, <laughs> yeah, but I, but valid, yeah. Yeah. But like. I mean, part of the reason why he's the butt of jokes, part of the reason is because of how the privileged, yeah. profoundly privileged he is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and like his, uh, yeah, like there, any marginalization that Justin Bieber has faced is these weird little recursive loops of mm-hmm. uh, culture wars. It's um, turtles all the way down. yeah <laughs> Whereas Lil Nas X is like, I mean, Justin Bieber wouldn't has never had this kind of experience. Yes. Where he could just prosaically say this shit Mm -hmm. and and have it be moving. You Mm -hmm. know, just like saying what happened and having it be art, you know? Yeah, exactly. So... Although I would like to read his diary. Dear diary. I went to church again today. <laughs> Dear diary. And Frank would have been a believer.
0: Um, all right. Do we want to do. Uh, which song was it that you want oh, to do? Oh, yeah. Life Qu-
2: after Salem? Quick uh, music theory corner about life after Salem. Maybe play the general sound sample and then all. Yeah. We'll, we can zoom in. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Why don't you just tell It's like nine-inch nails or something. It kind of yeah. is, yeah.
3: What you want from me?
0: It's
2: very like nine-inch nails. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have listened to a lot. <laughs> Sorry, I had my over-ears on. I couldn't quite hear you. Mm, I was just saying. Well, I was I was agreeing with you, but then I was like, I actually haven't listened to very much nine-inch nails. Yeah, me neither. It's like the couple, you know, songs that everyone knows, like the one about. Wanting to fuck you like an animal. Yeah. Wanting about hurting. You know. What about
2: a crown of shit? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so what stood out to me about this song? I don't even know what this song is about. Um, <laughs> it sounds very angsty. Uh, mm-hmm. I, maybe unrequited requited love. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, in the first verse, man, who's to blame if you don't love me no more?
2: Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a situation where it's like, I don't know who wrote the melody and then who arranged the chords right. and did the arrangement, but there's an interesting thing that happens in this pre-chorus, or at least what the genius labels as a pre-chorus, um, where at the end of each line, me, leave, me, leave, um, the end of each line ends on a major five chord, dominant chord, mm-hmm. um, but the melody note ends on the minor third of the, the minor scale uh, of the of the one chord, mm-hmm. the minor third of the one chord, so it's unresolved, and then it ends on the uh, tonic of the minor chord over the five chord, mm-hmm. and then uh, it doesn't resolve until the very end. Uh, so yeah, play a sound sample of that, and then maybe I'll go over to the piano and like...
0: Oh, <laughs> piano. That. That, is this the first time a piano has appeared?
2: I do play the piano yeah. over here. <laughs> Why don't you just take what you want from me? I
3: think you should take what you want and leave. Why don't you just take what you want from me? I think you should say what you want and leave.
0: Yeah. All right, so hopefully this picks up fine, but yeah.
2: he's, he's going, uh, so, so it's in C minor. So he's going... Um, mm-hmm. That's the end of the first line. Mm-hmm. So he has a major 5 chord down here, and the melody is playing mm-hmm. <laughs> the minor third of the one chord um so it's almost like that like a james bondy kind of
0: chord yeah
2: <laughs> um and then uh the second line uh, and then it goes there mm-hmm. so that's uh, a c but the chord is a, a g major chord mm-hmm. also really dissonant and then it repeats the first line and then, finally, at the last line, it goes... Oh, sorry. It's not that. Okay. It finally goes mm-hmm. where the melody note plays the actual uh, the actual quality, uh, 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 a chord tone mm-hmm. of, the, of the arrangement. So yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I don't know how that decision-making happened. Mm-hmm. If he had that in mind or if the songwriter, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the other songwriters did, but I think it's interesting and Mm -hmm. really dissonant. Mm -hmm. I don't know how purposeful it is, but I think it's great. That's great. I think it's, I think it's purposeful because Lil Nas X actually sings a chord tone in the very last time, Mm -hmm. which makes it feel like it was supposed to be suspended and dissonant the whole time. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's also just like
0: still so magical to me that you can just do that, just like walk over to the piano and be like, doo do 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 Here's all this shit going on.
2: Well, uh, you can too if you get, I think I don't know, twenty thousand dollars in debt for a liberal my liberal arts music theory degree. Oh, is that all? Yeah, it's all a cost it's cheap. bargain. Now that's a good deal. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, we should probably be done. It's uh, close to midnight, and something evil's lurking... Whatever the end of the line is. <laughs> I actually don't know those lyrics to that song. Um, yeah, I don't think we've decided what the next episode is going to be. It's going to be some sort of palate cleanser. Yeah. We wanted to do albums that haven't been released yet, or I, won't be released by the time we record.
2: Yeah, so... Eventually we'll talk about the new ABBA album and the new ICP album. Yeah. I think it could be fun um you know what here's something uh-huh it is halloween um oh this this album that we're recording right now is coming out right before Halloween. oh happy halloween yeah, happy Halloween! spooky yeah. what was uh it? so well we should there's a bunch of icp stuff that has happened that's not in studio albums mm. that we could cover mm-hmm. so we could do that uh I think Billie Eilish came out with a new album. Oh, I think, hmm. or is about to. Hmm. Um, we'll do something yeah. before uh, as we fill time. Yes, yes. as we fill time <laughs> <laughs> before the things we really want to talk <laughs> about. Really want to get to, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, That's filmography,
0: discography. Happier than ever. Oh yeah, there it is. Released on June, th- July thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, maybe we'll do that next week.
1: Yeah, maybe. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. there's a song called
0: billy bossa nova i'm really interested to see huh. what's next with billy eilish yeah. because that was another person who started out as a single album season or i mean or do was, we do we pitch it as a palate, a palate cleanser, cleanser yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah maybe we're just maybe retroactively retroactively yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. little, little thing she'll, box she'll set be
0: retcon. season 14b or whatever
2: yeah <laughs> i don't know all right
0: Okay, well, until that time... It's the
2: only way that we can cover Gen Z artists. If true. we really want to be comprehensive.
0: Yes, yeah. that's a good point. So yeah, um, Well, until that time, thanks for listening, y'all. Um, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Support us. By writing us a review, sharing this show, telling your friends about it, um, directly supporting us by going to support.boxset.website because a few bucks you, you got access to our weekly mini show called What's in the Box Weekly, which we have referenced several times throughout this episode. But this week we talked about Pose, the TV show, and Dune, the movie. Dune. Um, the other thing you should do is listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool. And I say this every week, and every week you should do it. <laughs> it's weekly. It is so. a weekly
2: show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what what's going on with uh Oh yeah yeah uh I will have just released a, 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 an episode with George Jackson mm. uh to promote his new album Hair and Hide which is all uh fiddle banjo duets mm. where he's playing fiddle with different banjo players mm, right. uh and promiscuous. So, yeah <laughs> he's a very promiscuous fiddler <laughs> um so yeah check that out that should be a real that, that a sounds real great fun one
0: that. That, that old George, great
2: fiddler. He is. Yeah. I mean, I, I,
0: I didn't mean that to sound sarcastic. He, he's very good. He's yeah. amazing, yeah. He he wrote one tune that is very widely played. It's called, true. Is it pronounced Dorigo? Dorigo. Dor, wait, Dorigo? It's not like the Dorigo. snack chip. <laughs> mm, hey, old man, what you eat? Well, I'm eating a big bag of Dorigos. It's a joke for nobody except Cameron, I think. Yeah,
1: wow. <laughs> Wow.
0: And the lightning bolt crashes. <laughs> we'll put a link
2: to that in the learning links. Okay, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll put we'll it
0: right That's today. from
2: Human Giant. I don't even know if you, that stuff's on the internet. Oh,
0: I think it is,
2: Cameron. I think it is.
0: Anyway, we'll be back next week. And until that time, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'll be your Oscar Wilde.
2: Aw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you should be seen and not heard. <laughs> uh, is that Oscar Wilde? Maybe that's not... I, thought I think you're thinking right. of Arrested Development. Okay. <laughs> I've been camera duet, and uh, I'm gonna go Waluigi all over the place.